All right, all right, all right, people. We are back at the Cryptocosm. Uh, this show is all about how cryptocurrencies and blockchain-based solutions are going to revolutionize the internet, information, and money. And of course, uh, one, uh, once in a week, you know, I try to talk to someone in the cryptocurrency space or the or the blockchain space, whether it's in Dubai or the UK or somewhere in Hawaii. There's always someone getting involved and you know trying to make a mark in the world. And I have a special guest. I believe you're in the UK, right? Is that correct? That's right. Not as exciting as Hawaii, but, you know, UK, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, but speaking about excitement, before we dive in, Phil, uh, I heard you are at the Bitcoin 2022 Miami. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a few I've got a few tired lines under my eyes for for, for the week we spent there, but it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. Like um, seeing what thirty five thousand people get together and you know talk about well, they probably talked about fifty percent of the time Bitcoin, fifty percent of the time NFTs and Ethereum. But um, right, you know, it was uh, it was good, and you know, fantastic turnout and great great conference, We're very well put on. So yeah, it was it was fun. Awesome, cool, cool. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I was here, but I, I was, you know, uh, checking out other people's, you know, their live streams and, you know, what they're doing at the conference, you know. So lo- a lot of really in- interesting stuff. And obviously, you got the big names, you know, f- uh, fr- you know, mostly from the BTC side. But of course, there were also other uh, conferences which are kind of like around the the Bitcoin twenty twenty two conference area i'm assuming is that correct <clears throat> yeah absolutely so we you know there was i mean you got you got kind of a calendar before going which was sort of circulating around which had all of the like the side events and uh, mm-hmm. it was just crazy you know there was sort of 10 different <laughs> events a night and you know things all day and you know you could do breakfast you could do lunches you know so you know they, sure. they tried they, they go out of their way to try and make it a you know worthwhile experience for everyone and you know it was a lot of um a lot of networking networking awesome. you know oh, oh no, sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I, 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 i'm yeah. with you but I'm, I'm sure even also some of the folks who are yeah. watching the uh you know the show <laughs> you know they are uh you know they dive deep into the crypto space so they know what's going on so but no but definitely uh uh you know before we you know get into what you know uh, uh your company uh, accrue.io uh I want to like uh, hear your story, your origin story. How did you get into crypto? Yeah, just... no, absolutely. And um, I, I, I left university and was like massively into finance from day one. Could have caught caught the trading bug in kind of two thousand and six. Um, right. So I was I was trading what's called long short equity and um, okay. did it as a as a broker and also sort of a couple of small hedge funds, things like that. You know where where I was kind of looking at like market neutral strategies, and I, I did that for about sort of ten years, and then then moved oh. out to Switzerland where I was kind of broking a bit out there, and you know doing more derivative type strategies. So kind of kind of spent fifteen years building a really broad kind of financial, um, I guess, you know, trading background, and um, yeah, I think I became aware of crypto around about sort of 2014, 2015. Um, mm, okay, and you know I think at the time I when I initially looked at it. And it, it it was so volatile. I love the idea of it, but it was so volatile. Like I didn't fit my my investment type, I guess, thesis, which was trying to mm-hmm. you know, trying to be market neutral, look for discrepancies, and you know it was very difficult to value at that point. And clearly, you know, we we see it, it's obviously appreciated quite considerably since then. Oh yeah, but it 
so yeah that 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 was kind of and what really brought me into the space was the emergence of kind of like DeFi and different use cases because all of a sudden it just suddenly made sense you know this mm-hmm. this um this cryptocurrency that was um you know was highly volatile all of a sudden had value in terms of lending it and you know building services on it and all these sorts of things right. so that's when i that's when i went down the the rabbit rabbit hole was probably more like you know t- probably 20, 2016, 2017, and then All right. as, as DeFi came in, sort of 2018 onwards. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a steep learning curve, but it's um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, I, I was kind of curious to ask you, you know, you, you, because you came from, I guess, uh, to oversimplify things, you know, from the traditional financial space, and I, mm-hmm. I, I love the comment when you uh, when you uh, when you mentioned about Bitcoin or crypto. You know, like it didn't fit your thesis. So I guess personally, you had to learn and unlearn things. Would that would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I think you know there was. I've I've always fundamentally been a value investor. So you know, looking okay. at what is the you know. What is the yeah like so look trying to buy things that I view as undervalued. Um, gotcha. And I think you know what what was required was you know it's a big learning curve in in crypto around you know what is you know what is the the the, the fair value of Bitcoin or Ethereum and you know and, and what's interesting I think is for me the value increased as it became more popular because, you know, it's sort of a network effect of people using it, buying into it, having confidence in, in, in it as an asset class. Right. And that's almost, that's almost an inherent part of the value of, of, you know, if, if everyone tomorrow decided that, you know, um, I don't know, playing a certain playing card had inherent, huge amount of inherent value, it's, it, you know, it's instantly got inherent value. So it needed something like that to kind of happen. So, and, um, so I think that yeah, it, it was it was less of unlearning, more say it shifted, and you could suddenly see okay, well now this is it's gained traction, and there is a global network in place now of people who have a lot of faith in this, which you know exponentially increases its value, and right. then yeah, it, it, and it just sort of snowballed from there. So I think think that's probably more the yeah, it, it was the market developed to a point where you know the value was very obvious even to someone from traditional finance like I was. Yeah, no, that's interesting uh, to to hear your 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 journey and uh, your, your thought process too. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's uh, talk about accrue. So, like, um, so so now you learn about crypto, you learn about Bitcoin, and um, you, you know you definitely dive deep into it. So, could you kind of like take us? How did you? Uh, start with accrue.io how did the idea come into fruition you know so yeah so i was i started managing my own my own money in crypto and you know committing more and more capital to it as i you know and it, it was because i was sort of looking at it thinking well i've got you know stable coin which i had to learn about what what stable coin was and i've got Bitcoin, kind of Ethereum, <laughs> okay and then yeah. then i'm like okay well i'm lending out my stable coin at like 50 percent. you know this is or, or more you know 200 yeah. percent in 2018 2019 this sort of time and i'm like okay well what's the catch you know and i'm sort of you know putting more money and doing <laughs> more research all these sorts of things and you know over time the yields are dropping but they are they're still you know way higher than what you get in traditional finance so then 
you know, I've got friends and family who I'm talking to about what I'm doing and they're kind of throwing money at me as well. So at some point it's like, well, you know, probably need to make an honest business out of this as opposed to just right. like managing, managing it as like a multi-million dollar side hustle with money sitting all over the place. So it sort of had to make it a professional product. And, you know, my co-founder Digby, you know, came from the, um, from the payments and sort of operations background, which was, which was, you know, very complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, you know, we, we founded the company because you know it was very, I think throughout my whole career, what I've really noticed is just the average person doesn't really want to dive into the detail when it comes to finances. They want kind of a trusted party who right. can just, you know, abstract all the complexity away, make it super simple, put money in, get a good return, take money out easily. And that's what we do. You know, we, we sit on the top of all of the major kind of DeFi protocols, but we abstract all the complexity into the background. You know, customer goes onto the app, they can put normal, mm-hmm. um, normal, normal fiat currency, or they can put crypto, and then we pay them, you know, the, the pretty much the highest rate you'll find in the market. So, you know, 7% on Bitcoin and Ethereum and uh, 12% on stablecoin. You know, right. we're, we're not we're not sort of like, you know, subsidizing that with, you know, our own coin to say, look, you know, we'll only pay you those rates if you hold a chunk of our coin and, you know, earn it, earn the yield in our coin or anything like that. It's putting Bitcoin, earn Bitcoin, 7%, same for Ethereum, same for stablecoin at 12%. So, that that simplicity, I think, has really helped the message as well. Yeah, I, I love that the last word you just said, simplicity. I think that is a very powerful word because um, you know when I was in the space, you know, uh, you know when I learned about you know Bitcoin, read the white papers, and initially, obviously, I, I was more like a gold and silver kind of guy. You know, if you don't hold yeah. it, you don't own it. You know, that kind of thing. Like kind of mm-hmm. like a little old school wealth. You know, coming from my Indian background and all that jazz. Yeah. But um, it, it took a leap of faith, but also some time to, you know, comprehend. You know, the cryptography, then the free market economics, or, or the Austrian school of economics, depending on you know which side you're in, or. Um, just there's also the psychology behind it and in you know, the game theory and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, obviously as you know, new people are coming into the space and the one word that, that is really powerful is simplicity, you know, like you, you, you didn't, you, you didn't try to introduce like a token or I know because many other protocols, I have their own tokens and stuff, but here you just want to keep it simple, uh, I, I think one way, I guess you you are trying to get more people, more adoption. Would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the kind of the kind of customer, which which actually, as I say this, it's, it's increasingly not the case. But you know, we always assumed we wouldn't be attractive to the the DGen yield farmer who's stuck in the detail. You know, they've been doing this for ten years; they love it. You know, it's like yeah. it's their full time day job, right? And yeah. you know, I, I would I would almost include myself in that category. It's, you know, that I haven't been doing it for ten years, but I've, you know, I've 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 covered the majority of protocols, strategies, everything in the, in the space. So, but that's not you know, we we have a very different kind of risk category for our customers that we would we you know when they put money on the platform. But I think it's you know it's a case that the you know, the target customer really is kind of the mass affluent um, crypto amateur, probably or Gosh, you yeah. know holder of crypto. You know, so we're trying to get those new those new customers in, into crypto and who've been sitting on the sidelines for a long time. They've got a big bond portfolio, or you know, like myself, like I had a property that was 
that was renting out yields on you know rental yields were dropping tax right. changes meant it was no longer really that that efficient so you know that those sorts of things and we you know traditional assets just moving into crypto and we're seeing that we're seeing loads of that happening already where you know people are saying well i'm just not getting the value i was out of traditional finance you know because the markets have changed mm-hmm. so we're looking for something new so there's that that one element but then obviously you know there is an element of people who hold crypto but aren't looking to do this as a day job but want to get a good yield out of it so transferring mm-hmm. an existing crypto portfolio to us because you know the yields we pay are kind of 50 percent higher than what they get with other centralized exchanges okay true true okay yeah uh, just, just uh, because you mentioned about you know the traditional financial space they are getting into crypto i mean uh, i mean uh, do you have any like maybe say like you know one or maybe two examples about you know the traditional finance getting into crypto i mean just, just for think, you know, just for audience knowledge, you know, just for history. Yes, yeah, I mean, so I, I I speak to quite a lot of the big investment banks about gotcha. you know their kind of crypto strategies, and you know, they're it's it's really interesting. It's it's not, I guess, it wasn't what I was expecting. So first of all, most of the investment banks can't directly hold crypto, so they have okay. the only the, the, but they're getting huge demand from their customers saying, look, give us give us some sort of you know, um, you know service in this space. Their big institutional customers are. And that, that's generally how these things work. The customers right. of the banks will push them and then the banks will have to do something. And I think that's what we're now seeing. So the banks are tradi- are, are really only in kind of like the securities, securitized sort of crypto space. They're so doing on-exchange futures and, and options and things like that. So that's why you've seen this massive explosion in kind of that market. Um, but what I think is really interesting from the investment, the, the investment bank is actually going more down the technology route where they're using blockchain technology to it to try and improve a lot of the processes that they've got already in place that are that are seriously archaic so you know what the kind of things are that they've mentioned are especially derivatives like trying to bring sort of over-the-counter derivatives on chain um so at the moment it's very difficult to sort of work out who owns what at times and you know where kind of you know systemic risk sits but if you can bring it on chain, it's fully transparent. That 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 absolutely changes the game for a lot of these banks because all of a sudden, right? You know, if if you know where stuff is, you can then more accurately price your your kind of exposure and your risk, and it frees up way more capital for the banks to sort of get in and start investing in different areas. So there's a huge efficiency gain there that we're seeing. So I mean, I think that's that's one area that we're seeing for at the very very top end in the banking banking side, of right? But in the smaller institutional sort of market, we we have quite a lot of customers that are just normal, you know, either fairly crypto savvy businesses or kind of fintechs. They have treasury balances after maybe doing a fundraise and they just don't want it sitting in the bank. So we've got Mm -hmm. a lot of companies that are, they're literally covering the majority of their operational expenses by earning yield on the crypto that they hold. Generally stable coin. They're not looking to hold Bitcoin and Ethereum, Mm -hmm. but they are, you know, so... You're seeing corporate treasuries move into crypto, which I think is really interesting. And we, you know, we have a couple of we're a publicly traded company ourselves, but we have oh, you know, interesting. We have some publicly traded businesses that that also have funds with us as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating area of the market, and I think um, I think institutionally that there's a few things that need to happen for that massive wave of capital to really really come into crypto. But you know, it's already trickling through. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, hey, thank you for that uh, incredible insight. Because uh, when you mentioned about some of the, I guess, top investment, 
uh, I guess banks or whatever, like uh, just recently Goldman Sachs, right? They're trying to have some sort of partnership with the FTX, with you know Sam Friedman Bank. I don't know if that's the guy's name, because um, I remember maybe like in 2020, Sam Friedman was trying to buy, was trying to buy Goldman Sachs, but now, uh, you know, you're saying, uh, <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's a crazy uh, uh, yeah. thought, right? But now Goldman Sachs is trying to partner with FTX in, I think in the area of derivatives that that's that that was interesting so it's interesting you talked about that uh, I, mean, I could be wrong but I need to double check on that I say it wouldn't surprise me to say because they they want to they want to be in the security space I'm sure so yeah it, they're, they're allowed to touch they'll be allowed to touch things like like futures and options which obviously FTX do a lot of um, but not the direct kind of crypto holding so yeah probably a nice fit if if true you know probably a nice fit yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, uh, just want to focus on, you know, your average Joe and Janes out there, you know, who are getting into crypto and, you know, getting into stable coins and stuff. Uh, do you think like, you know, you know, more, you know, your, your regular users, you know, like they're getting into crypto because, you know, they, they are seeing, you know, inflation in their respective countries, you know, the, you know, the, the you know, the money printing, the money printing is kind of, crazy like especially in the united states i mean it's a whole i mean it's a clown world out there in terms of money printing yeah so yeah do, do you i mean what is your take on all that it's it, it depends it depends on kind of the demographic that you're speaking to but I, I think probably depressingly i've i've seen speaking to people kind of coming out of college and university that sort of thing um they they're in crypto and they're in you know they're on the forums sort of punting penny stocks because they don't believe in traditional finance. They're looking at yeah. they're looking at their student debt. They're looking at the price of houses, and they're yeah. like, "There's no way I'm ever going to be able to make any kind of financial headway." So I have to take insane risk to try and you know 10x my money every year. Otherwise, I'm not going to get anywhere. Which is quite a sad, yeah. you know, quite sad because you know people are pretty demoralized by the way the traditional finance is working, and right. Um, and they feel like they're going to get left behind because they kind of will at the moment. You know, the the way that you know inflation only really helps people that are, you know, holding loads of assets. And right. um, you know, what we've seen is that you know, so it's effectively just going to do more of what we've seen since kind of the you know the start of quantitative easing, which is you know those who held assets, the well, asset inflation outstripping kind of wage inflation. So mm-hmm. you know those who are in those who are salaried sort of lose out to those who've already got lots of assets. So that kind of income inequality is going to continue to 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 go to grow with what's going on, unfortunately, and um, and sadly, as interest rates rise with it, it's going to hit those who who have debt the most, which will probably be right. the lower tiers. So it's um, you know, that that's not a great situation that you see. But you know, on on the more positive note, I think mm-hmm. when you're getting to that kind of you know the the millennial class who is you know now hopefully in their you know they're sort of in their thirties and forties and right. They are, you know, they've hopefully done well and they've, they've got some sort of, you know, traject, escape trajectory away from debt and they've got some free income and they've got some assets, that sort of thing. Right. You know, they're, they're looking at crypto now as a, as a proper asset class, not as a speculative investment, but mm-hmm. as somewhere which, you know, if you have a diversified portfolio, you know, 10% of it should be sitting in crypto because it's been okay. the best performing asset class the last 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're doing some really smart kind of asset allocation within crypto to try and like outperform traditional asset classes. Yeah, and that's interesting. I think uh, uh, when it comes to cryptocurrencies, the 
I guess in terms of the rate of return is like, it's incredible. I think like, uh, because I have some friends, even also from my portfolio too, I have to like make like a, a lot of adjustments, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, balance things out and stuff. So, um, but like, uh, but I was kind of curious to uh, like, you know, tell you like w- when it comes to crypto adoption, uh I think right now we are maybe what around four percent or maybe five percent. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, now we we covered all that you know about inflation and also you know the you know the millennial generation, uh, the, yeah. the Gen Zs, and also let's talk about Gen Alphas too. Uh, I'm sure they are going to be driving or you know moving out of the traditional <laughs> space into the crypto space. So, what would it be your not prediction, but uh, I guess in terms of expectation and how a crew is going to like capitalize on that. Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's you know, they they talk about the kind of wealth cascade that's going to come that the baby boomers' wealth is going to you know pass on to the next generation, and that's kind of the biggest wealth transfer event that you're likely to see. And yeah, you know, they are transferring that wealth to a group of you know highly technically savvy and probably fairly. Um, I don't know, fairly a group that's not hasn't hasn't got a lot of faith in the traditional asset classes, having grown up throughout the financial crisis and things like that. Right. So you're going to have a really interesting sort of dynamic there as all of this wealth comes through to the next generation. They're probably unlikely to, you know, um, use their old grey white, um, you know, a financial advisor that their parents used. And they're probably <laughs> going to look at more tech savvy solutions and broader stuff. You know. So I think, you know, I'm really excited to see how the crypto wealth management space develops. And I think a crew will will look to be a part of that because it's, um, you know, we're we're effectively helping people now generate yield on their, um, you know, on their digital assets. And, you know, we will, as our mission is, is to be the, the, you know, the best, we want to be the best in the world at helping people, well, of generating yield on crypto assets. That's, that's our like, you know. And we're hiring aggressively to build a team that is absolutely world class at doing that. So um, I think it's you know that that's going to whatever ha- whatever we do, that's going to be the core that we're going right, to have a yeah. lot of expertise in the space. And what the opportunities are that open up is going to be, you know, will, will, will be dictated by the market. But at the moment, just a very simple platform like a crew is 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 sort mm-hmm. of really on on the money in terms of you know what what the market needs right now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I would like to ask, like, you know, with a crew, you know, you guys are, have, you know, are paying in a quite high rate of return compared to, you know, your other, I guess, uh, yield as a service um, companies out there. But I was kind of yeah. curious, like how you guys are able to, you know, pay that those uh, high rates, you know, with, you know, BTC, Ethereum and what are the, and also can you just mention some of the stable coins as well you guys have? Yeah. So we we tend to stick to the main stable coins, so USDC, USDT, and Dai. Um, so okay, that, that's those the main ones. You know, we and then you know Bitcoin and Ethereum, and you know for for some of the institutions that have come to us as well, if they have large sums that they're you know uh, in other coins that they're looking for help on, we you know we will obviously offer a service there as well. Um, so we we manage other we we help generate yield and other other coins at the same time. Um, in terms of how we do it, I think, you know, this is, this comes back to where we're a bit different. I mean, most of the kind of early incumbents in this space, um, the big names that you've probably heard of in, in kind of, you know, um, CFI yield generation, 
Yeah, you know, they yeah. they make the they make the majority of their money by just lending direct lending on a custodial basis to um you know to other institutions. Okay, and, you know, that, that market is getting more saturated, and you know rates are getting more competitive. So right, the underlying yeah. rates that the that they can that these big institutions are willing to borrow is is going down. So you know I think we don't do that. And the, the reason they do that is because they've got $20 billion, which we don't have yet. But, um, right. you know, they have $20 billion. So it's the only way they can kind of deploy that level of capital is through that strategy. So I think, you know, their yields are coming down. And I think they're going to continue to come down because right. that strategy is going to, you know, is, is not going to be, you know, is, is going to continue to get be too competitive. So where, where we're different and how we generate our yield is, you know, we are, so we've got pretty much the longest track record in the market of of generating yield from decentralized finance. So that means using right. the you know the major protocols and you know use and innovative strategies within those protocols to generate yield in a you know in a risk adjusted way. And you know that allows us to pay much higher rates because we're generating higher rates in the background. And um mm-hmm. you know I think that strategy is good for you know the first few billion dollars that we that we you know have onto the platform, and then we will have to look at other ones. But um, you know, at the same time, the kind of strategies these incumbents are using are also being done better on on DeFi. So, you know, we recently added Maple Finance to our platform, which is a okay. um, a DeFi platform that does sort of non you know not fully collateralized lending to to the okay. same counterparties that are being dealt with um, by these incumbents. But the, the key difference there is the transparency. So you can see exactly what margins being posted. You can see the, the loan terms, the loan rates, all those sorts of things. So, you know, it's a really, that's a really exciting market, which again, I think you're going to find is going to sort of, you know, take away from some of the bigger providers in the space already. And okay, that's interesting. Yeah, no, thanks for the uh, insight though. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's interesting to learn, you know, you do work with, you know, different DeFi uh, protocols. Um so, like, uh, but are, are there like any more DeFi protocols ca- coming into play? And is that are you guys also looking into those places as well, or do you have your own kind of like a, a selected DeFi protocols that you've done your own due diligence and stuff? Or so, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, what, what you're doing in DeFi is you're eff- effectively generating yield in a non-custodial way. So you are exchanging custodial risk for smart contract risk or technology or okay. hacking risk, however you want to define yeah. it. So right. the number one thing you've got to look at is the ability for these protocols to either, you know, their smart contracts to be hacked or yeah. their, um, you know, their, their kind of um, their mechanisms to be manipulated in, in a malicious way. Um, so what we spend a you know, huge amount of time doing is screening every single DeFi protocol out there, and there are a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> but really, you know, we we effectively have to very quickly exclude ninety nine percent of them. And you know, we are not we're not on the forefront of this stuff because the new protocols, although there's some great new ones that come out, you know, they're pretty untested to begin with, and they love their right. you know, yeah. this is in beta, use at your own risk. It's like, well, you know, you're not going to stand by your product. You know, right. we're not going to give you money. All right. So, um, you know, I think it's a case of um, it's a case yeah. of like, you know, we, we use the most tried and tested protocols that have billions of dollars on them already. Everyone okay. on the planet has tried to hack them and been unsuccessful. Or if they have been successful previously, we, we know what the vector was and you can, you can see what the team has done to, to improve sure. it. 
you know, they're, they're audited, you know, who the management or the founders are, and, you know, it's, it's these sorts of things. Um, you know, that it's, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science that the majority of hacks in DeFi happen to new protocols or new ways of doing things. You know, the tried and tested, you know, when was that, for example, like Aave, for example, when was the last time they were hacked? They were like one of the first lending protocols. And you right. know, so not saying we use them because, you know, the yield, the yield is, is, is come down too much on their platform. But, you know, it's it's a similar ilk that we're using to really to really gain our, our yields. All right. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's uh, that's interesting to learn. Yeah, learn something new, and and of course, uh, uh, I know you're dealing with the DeFi protocols. But as far as Accrue.io is concerned, you guys are, I guess, regulated, right? Because you're. Um... So so yeah, we're we're a centralized exchange. So the the way the company structure works is, you know, we have a a parent company that's a UK, it's listed on the UK um, London Stock Exchange or Aquas Exchange okay. in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that then effectively owns the the, the businesses that, that carry out the crypto activity, which is licensed out of place, out of, out of Lithuania. Um, and, you know, we we go through the normal KYC process when onboarding customers. You know, there's a, a rigorous um, you know, transaction monitoring process that we do, all these yeah. sorts of things. So, you know, our, our view very much is that, you know, regulated crypto is going to be 10 times the size as unregulated crypto. So, you know, the sooner we can get, you know, because every institution I speak to, the reason they're not invested in crypto now is because they haven't got regulatory clarity. And the moment they do, I think that's going to be the next bull run. And it might be really Mm. counterintuitive, but the thing that's going to really push these to the next kind of, you know, three, five, 10x is when, you know, there's a regulatory framework where institutional investors can enter the market and then resell these products to all of their customers. And that's where the, you know, huge mm. amounts, more demand or more size than we've got in the market will come into it. So, I mean, that that's probably right, going to be the next right. big catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. I think in many ways I can agree with that sentiment um, because even, uh, some of the folks I know from the traditional space here, whether in Dubai or the U.S., um, I think for institutions, I, I think they do care about regulations uh, because it, it's all about you know dealing with le- you know the legality and also, of course, they are also handling other people's money. So yeah, uh, there's, a, there's what do you call that? I forgot the term fiduciary responsibility. So they have to be yeah. extremely careful. But at the same time, too, a lot of them are excited. Uh, about the crypto space just because you know how incredible the tech is and um the, you know uh I, I think you know when it comes to the internet information and money there is a revolutions taking place like it's like three revolutions in one place you know so yeah uh, so i i, I, I can understand they don't want to miss miss out right like, no I mean, obviously dubai is you know been been very vocal about their new kind of regime that they're they're pushing out you know they're they're encouraging companies to to come to Dubai and work, you know, and work closely with the regulator there. And, you know, I think we've seen, you know, what is it, FTX and, and Binance oh, that, yeah. making, making big, making big in, inroads there. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's good to see that, you know, it was almost like overnight, the U S said, we want to be a crypto hub. Then the EU said, yeah, we want to be a crypto hub. UK said, right. it, and then Dubai kind of trumped them all and saying, yeah, we want to be a crypto hub and this is how it's going to work. 
So it's um yeah, they took the extra step, right? <laughs> they took the extra step because all all the rest was just noise. It's kind of people saying, "Yeah, we want to be a crypto hub." Okay, great. We want you to be a crypto hub as well, but how do we do it? What's the regulatory framework? And they're, they're nowhere near sort of producing that yet. So for, for you know for for a you know respected jurisdiction like Dubai to come out with you know this is our framework, this is how it's going to work. Great, you know that's um that's that's the kind of step you need, and that's where you're gonna. That's how you become a crypto hub is by being clear and you know being make, make, making the the goalposts where the goalposts are well known. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, you know, we were just talking about you know crypto hubs. Uh, you know, because I have talked to like you know different entrepreneurs and some different you know co-founders, and you know. Uh, I've talked to folks in Texas, but most of them are uh, mostly focusing on, you know, the, the mining side of things. Then, yeah. you know, uh, when it comes to like, like Colorado or maybe, you know, some, some other place around the world, like Paris, there's a lot of like developers meeting up over there, really talented folks. Uh, definitely, you know, D- Dubai has been like really active and there's also, uh, I, I know, uh, maybe obviously I'm biased just to let you know, I was born and brought up in Dubai. So obviously, you know, yeah. I got to show some love for my city, you know, DXB all the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I want to ask you, Phil, because are you currently in the UK right now or are you in yeah. another location? So um, I'm, I'm of, in the government. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So actually, the next question, just for, you know, just for me, uh, I'm kind of curious to know what's the scene in the UK in terms of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, because there are, I have met up some pretty, uh, you know, smart developers and founders, uh, you know, from the United Kingdom. So I'm kind of curious about that place though, what's happening over there. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the UK has historically been a very, very um, proactive for sort of regulation and, you know, for attracting fintechs coming into the space. Um, yeah. you know, and I think, they, you know, they came out recently to say, look, we we want to be a, a a crypto hub, and um, you know, it's now a case of the regulator sort of catching up, and they've been reviewing a lot of applications. I think they had over two hundred crypto applications over the last kind of eighteen months. Oh, okay. um, so there's there's a lot of companies that that want to set up shop here and are really keen to do so. So you know, I think it's got all this fintech talent sitting in London and elsewhere around the UK. Um, yeah. You know, all of whom have a real interest in crypto, so it's just it's just you know you've got to you've got to feel for the 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 UK regulator a little bit because you know out of nowhere they suddenly had this this asset class pop up which kind of three million people invested in and then they started getting <laughs> complaints that they were getting you know some people were getting hacked or ripped off so their their kind of first their first sort of um, priority was to you know, sort of police it and right. then. You know, to you know, to go out there and, and 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 police the space before then now, which is hopefully what they're moving on to now, which is like like now let's regulate it, now let's bring it under the you know some sort of supervisory effort because they they have done, but they've only probably signed off like half a dozen or a dozen firms so far. So um, yeah, keen to see how it progresses, and you know, I'm a proud Brit as you're you know proud uh, Emirate yourself, so you know it's sort of like. <laughs> You know, um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see the U- the UK. You know, um, retain its place as you know as as a, as a decent place to do business in in the fintech space and crypto space. So, yeah, I I'm I'm I'm, com- I'm well. I'm fairly fairly optimistic that we will do. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, like the, the only thing I'm sort of like in you know, a jealous about the UK in particular, as well as Europe, is you know, you guys can't spend your crypto using a, a Visa card or something, you know? So I was mm-hmm. like, 
uh, because over here it hasn't happened yet. I think in the UK, I'm sorry, in the United States, yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, you know, you got yeah. like, you know, your, your BitPay, I believe also Celsius too, uh, uh, which, I, uh, they also, I don't know whether they have their own card or not. Of course, crypto.com. Um, yeah. uh, I know they're pretty active in, in Europe, so, but it hasn't happened here yet. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, because personally for me, uh, I'm definitely passionate about crypto adoption on the local level. Like say, for example, mm-hmm. hey, like say for okay, you and me, we meet up in Dubai. So we, we got done with the ABC summit. Hey, let's go grab some coffee. Let's go grab some drink. And so using, you know, fiat, you know, dirty fiat, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, just using a visa map, like, or just like some other fiat card or whatever. Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to buy a drink. I want to buy a coffee in crypto. So do you see that, that, that future coming into play in the near future or for, for the longer line? What do you think? I, yeah, I think it's there. I think it's because you say it's there already in most in a lot of jurisdictions. So, okay, um, you know, I think there's there's a couple of bigger companies that have just released it as well. Crypto.com was obviously done a good job there. Um, I don't think Celsius have quite quite launched their card yet. They've, it's been in the works for quite some time. But like, yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of options where I think people can do this well. And it's 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 the I mean, for me, the the, the although it's it's being done, is it being done well? Um, you know, often the I think the you know, the costs, the conversion costs, and the kind of charges that are associated. You know, it's all very well spending spending a bitcoin in small amounts, but you know, if there's like a conversion where the, you know the fees are kind of like you know two or three, four percent to to make the yeah. conversion, and you know, really, it's just a nice cash spinner for the for the company doing it, and um, right. not not seeing not seeing it done in a very customer friendly way yet. You know, there's there's loads of hidden fees generally around the conversion rates. So right. um, until that, that gets nailed, I think that's going to stop adoption because, um, you know, any uh, sav- savvy customers will look at it and say, well, hold on, this is what the fee, you know, although it's small, it's um small little amount as I buy a coffee, it's still, you know, increasing my, my outgoings by 3% or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it'll be done in the short term. I think you'll see it being, you know, get more and more ubiquitous over like, the next 12 months. Um because it's amazing when you think of just normal fear. Like I think in the last two years, I went from yeah. I, I, I never carry cash anymore, like ever. Right. And I, I and I I don't even hold my carry a wallet. I do everything off my phone now, like with Apple Pay. You know, so it shows how much you know, and I'm I'm you know how much you can change sort of behavior in a, in just you know a few short years. And you know, there's there's very little difference between me right. tapping my Apple Pay and tapping an app that has my crypto on it. So, you know, I think, um, I think we'll see it. I think we'll see it happen quickly. And when it, when it's available and it's as easy to use as Apple pay, then, you know, that's where real adoption comes. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. Uh, because when you mentioned about the fees and stuff, I mean, obviously it's, again, it's, it's in some way it's true, you know, an institution or some other, third party you know so but as far as uh, like I, I remember back in the states um uh i remember some of the coffee shops people just you know directly pay from their you know their crypto wallets you know instead of using you know um through mastercard or fiat or some of the um uh, third party banks so I, i'm i'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see uh you know people here especially like in dubai i would love to see that happened where hey you know they, they paid like in 
uh, directly with say like you know Bitcoin Cash or something. I, I know if I were going to pay someone uh, BTC, uh, the transaction fees are too high. I mean, so mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be more like a hodl game than uh, than a digital cash approach. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, absolutely. So so yeah. Uh, but yeah. So is there a- a- anything else uh, interesting about Accrue.io that you know the good folks need to learn? Yeah, um, yeah, certainly hope so. But no, it's um, I think you know we're we're you know we've we've been growing at a at a, at a crazy rate recently, and uh, you know and we've been having some great great success in in the center that you're based in. So um, mm-hmm. you know we've um, <clears throat> we're we're kind of onboarding customers globally, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a been a bit of a wild ride really over the last couple of years, and um. I think you know we we are sort of looking for as much feedback from our customers as we can. You know, to download the app, test it out. Um, you know, we as I say, we pay the highest yield really out there in CFI. Um, right. There's, there's a lot of people who say we pay higher, but the moment you look under the hood, it's just not the case. You know, they you, sure. you have to hold a ton of their token. You have to do X, Y, right. and Z, and it's you know smoke and mirrors. So right, right. You know, we yeah. are, we're genuinely there with a decent decent yield. So I'd encourage people to check it out. Um, you know, you can get us on the Android or App Store or on the web. Um, and, uh, yeah, the tool there is very, very simple to use. And, you know, if you want to use us to buy crypto as well, it's completely free. We don't charge any fees. So you can, you know, transfer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can, you, the way it works, you transfer, um, you know, either just, just say you've got existing currency that you want to transfer, you know, convert into something else. Um, or you've got, you know, fiat currency that you want to right. deposit onto the platform. Um, you know, we we quote you a price. That price comes from you know a, a panel of market makers. Whoever gives the best price to us, we just put we straight through to the customer, execute at that price, and you're done. It's um, so we don't make any money from 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 exchange. And um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Because because uh, I was thinking, you know, it, it's true. You know, like your. Uh, like your, your payment provides, like, uh, 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 sorry, I, and I didn't classify them properly, but, you know, your usual, say, like MoonPay or uh, banks or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. that is actually, that is kind of clever using market makers. That's uh, very yeah. clever. Yeah. And I think that that is, that is like, you know, a lot of, there, there's no, there's no good provider that I've seen for, you know, putting money, well, well buying money from a credit card. There's, you know, Right. Every single one of them is, I think the cheapest we've seen is about three and a half to 4%. You know, it's, yeah. dread, it's a dreadful, and it's a dreadful experience generally. So yeah. you know, if we can, we're just encouraging people to do bank transfers. If you do a bank transfer, it costs nothing to hit our, you know, to, to transfer that into our account. All right. And then, you know, you can, cause you get your own account, like fiat account when you, when you open, open an account with, with a crew and then just buy crypto that way. It's the cheapest way of doing it. And yeah, you know, a lot of our customers set up kind of regular payments where they just, Dollar cost average, their crypto holdings, nice, and okay. money coming in, and yeah, I, I, yeah. So there's so many places which are you know charging an absolute fortune and doing loads of volume. So you know we need to stop that. It's like you know, most exchanges charge fees. We don't. You know most car, you know most people are buying. A lot of people buy buy um, crypto using credit cards. Stop doing that because it's really expensive. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> start doing it through bank through bank transfers because that's the way to do it. It's a lot cheaper. Um, interesting that, okay that's good to, that, that's a good point uh, uh, that, that's a good point for a lot of people to be aware of you know I, I guess a lot of people use cards I mean it, it's just because you know 
uh, it's just convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's just convenient. And of course, if you want convenience, you got to pay for it, right? Yeah, exactly that. So you know, I'd say if people can move to bank transfers, but but otherwise, yeah, you know, we're okay. good we're, tips. Um, good tips. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, so but hey, yeah, so um, uh, finally, just with uh, to end off with uh, accrue.io, uh, other than you, Phil, could you, could you kind of like give us a background of your other amazing team members who are making the magic happen at accrue.io? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. my co founder, Digby, you know, he's eight years in payments, he's helped some of the biggest crypto companies in the world set up, um, yeah. you know, set up their Fiat Rails, which is why ours are so good because you know, that's that's one of our core skills. Um, you know, we've got a CTO in Louie. I mean, that I think he was the first first hire that we made was uh, was our CTO, and I think okay. you know that's one of the things which I'm yeah really proud of is the tech that we've built and the time frame we've built it in. We did it with two developers, like Louis and Gary, and they're both oh. they are, they're <laughs> absolute you know they're absolute like legends in this, and they have just you know in six months they built you know what i think is one of the most scalable simple to use and you know secure platforms in the crypto market and you know we we speak to other companies that have had like you know 20 developers and they haven't managed to build what we've managed to build in six months and they've they've been, they've been out for years yeah that's so, impressive yeah that so i'm ridiculously yeah. impressive so the the you know, tech guys are amazing and then you know anyone who goes on our app will find very quickly it's a bit rare in in crypto amazing customer service and um We've got this team in Bulgaria, which, um, you know, uh, Bulgaria is an amazing center for, for very, very smart, educated and mm-hmm. crypto savvy um, employees. And right, right. we've built an amazing team there, which is, you know, if you ask some questions, they're extremely helpful. They'll educate you. They'll walk you through the process. We get nothing but amazing feedback on them. So if you do go on the app, use the intercom function, have a chat with them. They're, they're there to help. And um, yeah, finally, <laughs> compliance. You know, we've, we've got an amazing <laughs> compliance team. Right. Make sure we're doing everything in a in a customer friendly but but highly compliant way, right? And uh, you know we've got a fantastic team there. So um, I've probably left some people out, but um, you know it's uh, <laughs> we've we've we're, we you know the, the client base and sort of business is doubling every month at the moment. So um, All right. you know it's it's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster, and you know the team's growing. So you know it's um, I'm sure I'll thank them with a bottle of champagne or something in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, look, uh, I mean. You know, to you know, to start a company, to build a company, and you know, like, and that also in the crypto blockchain space, you know, it, it, it definitely, you know, it, it, I think it's important for us, you know, after all that hard work, we also got to have some, you know, some downtime to celebrate, and you know, just, just enjoy the those times, right? Because, um, because I remember like a couple of years ago, like how, how much of negativity the crypto and blockchain space oh, has received, yeah. and you know, I mean, I, I, we we just like strive on and. You know, and also, and, and and still, I mean, we are still doing that. We are still, you know, continuing. It's uh, it's growing. So I, I think it's 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 important for us to you know celebrate those wins. You know, especially uh, for me. Yeah, that's no, no, I'd, I'd really agree with that. And it's so it's so easy to like you know you have these very long term big objectives, and you know, so you kind of you kind of get lost in the noise, and you don't don't take a moment to sort of celebrate. And I think think yeah, a lot of we're we're certainly guilty of that. And you know, appreciating what, where, how far we've come is something we've probably don't do enough of. Yeah, and all just one last point when you mentioned about Bulgaria. Yeah, um, I, I, I know some uh, one or two VCs over here. Um, uh, they uh, 
they already have been focusing on the the Bulgarian ecosystem. So oh, yeah, nice. uh, so I was aware that you know there's pretty good talented people over there too. So yeah, uh, that's also again a pretty smart move, and you got and you, and you did that way before. So uh, yeah, congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it they definitely but anyways i think we are uh uh, we are almost at the end Uh, any uh, before you before you go you know we we have a a lot of young people who are curious about entering the crypto and blockchain space i mean could you give some sort of like you know career and life advice you know for them to get into i'd say i mean i i think if it depends on if you're just looking to get into crypto if you're looking to be a founder, I think, you know, make sure you only really work in general. Try and try and keep your career as general almost as possible. Okay. One of the areas which I think is quite dangerous is when you high, become highly specialized very early in your career. So, right. you know, I, I I can point to an area where I, at one point in my career, I was I was doing kind of Russian FX derivatives and, you know, in, in which is like a tiny, tiny market. And, you know, yeah. like, people will do that for 20 years. At the end of it, they're completely unemployable. You know, so it's like, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, I think being general and you know working in small entrepreneurial businesses, I think is is a lot of fun. You know, I've 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 only ever worked in, in kind of entrepreneurial startups and businesses like that, and I've I thought nice. I, I think that's that's been really good fun. When it when it comes to crypto, I'd say the if you want to get into crypto, start with the tech. So okay. you know, do one of the courses. I'd say like um. Do courses, understand, you know, there's there's loads of free courses out there on kind of the, you know, the, the big online learning centers. And, um, you know, do something on blockchain, understand smart contracts. Um, by far, the easiest way to get into tech is to also learn how to add a code in Solidity um, and oh, others. Okay, yeah. Um, but, you know, if you want to just get into it in sort of a more general way as opposed to the sort of the technical side, yeah. You know, learn learn about the tech. And get you know, then do as much as you can with your own money. You know, try try multiple okay. chains. Try try investing in DeFi. You know, don't just buy the latest sort of social media sponsored coin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be the advice I'd give. Yeah, but would you also like you know, because uh, also for our space in the crypto and blockchain space, do, do you think like you know, marketing, PR, I guess, a branding side of things? Do you think that? Do you think that that will matter, like for the crypto blockchain industry? Yeah, I mean, we 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 use a ton of um, you know external PR and marketing teams, many of whom are, you know, they're specialists already in the space. It's sort of the you know, big part of their business, pretty much all they do. So um, yeah, okay. it's, um, yeah, they'll they'll all be needed. Yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I brought that up is, uh, you know, because you know I have met some. Uh, amazing you know like founders and folks who are technically sound there are also others from the from the flip flip side they you know they like in terms of their investment skill sets is exceptional but you know I, I personally see there's i mean there's only few few players who know how to market and brand crypto yeah. and blockchain so uh, I mean, is, is that something is that something like uh i mean because i know you also talk to other founders in the space too so is that uh, is that something uh, of concern or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... it's, I think, you know, it's going to, the, the space is getting increasingly noisy. So, you know, you need to do hmm. a good job of just, of just differentiating yourself and, you know, building a good, decent customer base, having a brand people can get on with. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I think it's incredibly important. And I think a lot of, 
lot of customers, you know, as as we're not in a kind of crazy bull run right now, you know, mm-hmm. it's harder to attract new investors into the space. So, right. you know, it's um and it's it's harder to get people to look at it. Most people kind of like got their head in the sand. They don't want to look at their portfolio because it's massively <laughs> underwater. You know, yeah. so so it's you know, I think you need to be better at marketing. And I think that's why building in these kind of markets is great because you you're kind of, you know, you're 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 in the struggle. It's not easy. Right. And then when it gets right. easy or, you know, you're you're doing you're doing way, you know, you haven't been complacent, you're doing stuff that sure. you know. So the the t- yeah, builds builds tough companies, these kind of markets, which I think is what you need to be. All right. Yeah, no, that's interesting, man. Hey, hey, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your insight. Uh, definitely, uh, I, I definitely also want to give a, uh, a big shout out to John Mark for making this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, got a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm glad. I, look, uh, all I can say is that I'm, I'm glad uh, me and my other buddy, you know, we just thought, okay, let's, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. We sat at this random table with some random people. And next thing you know, like conversations happen and, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. talking to the one and only Phil. So uh, I'm, I'm highly appreciative, and also got to learn something new too. So uh, good to. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. J- JM is the most connected man in crypto. I think. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, 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 and Phil, look, the best is yet to come. So, exactly. so and definitely, and look, on top of that, you guys have a great product. I think I, I just love the fact that it's it's so. Uh, like the the user experience is great and also simple to use too. I think that I, I mean, look, that, I think that's one 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 of the ways we can increase crypto adoption and get more people Definitely. in. So, anyways, I think uh, it's about that time. I know you got to make some magic happen and do some great stuff. And but before you leave, do you have any plans to come back? Come come to Dubai. Uh, well, when are we coming back next? Definitely. You know, it was a great. I mean. I've, 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 we've got a we've got a member of our team over there already. Um, All right, who's, who's running around? Who's sort of consults on our marketing side? Okay. Um, so yeah, no, we're always going to come back. I'm sure we'll come back for any any of the big conferences. And sure. um, you know, it's uh, it's a fantastic place to do business. So you know, we we love being over there, and it certainly beats the weather in the UK as well. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good. Maybe maybe getting a little bit hot for us Brits soon over there. But um, right, right. Yeah, no, we're we're um we're yeah very keen to keep coming back because it's um I say it's a great it's a great place and it's very crypto. It's grow, exploding in terms of crypto popularity. So yeah, we'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So hey, before before we end, uh, Phil, uh, if people want to find out about Accrue or find out about you, uh, how where yeah. can they find you? Best place, I mean, go on to um, aqru.io, accru.io is the is the site. Um, feel free to to reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. Um, All you right. know, I love chatting to our customers, and you know we love feedback. So make sure you know don't don't hold back, good or bad. We like we love to hear it because it's you know we're we've got a great tech team, and we get sometimes get feedback in the morning, and the changes done in the afternoon. So you know it's. Oh, nice. um, we're we're very very agile like that, but it's all dependent on you know people feeding back what what they think of the product. So, yeah, much as you can, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. All right, and of course, hey y'all, we're going to share the the links uh, below. So you're they're definitely really good. I'll share his LinkedIn as well, and also John Mark too. So because you know he's my he's, he's my guy. So, anyways, it's about that time. Uh, we got to go, and as you know, in the cryptocurrency, we're all about 
how cryptocurrencies and blockchain-based solutions are going to revolutionize the internet, information, and money. And uh, personally, for me, I I do believe that cryptocurrencies and blockchain-based solutions will not only increase your financial confidence, raise your human capital, but also, hey, uh, the goal also to help spread economic and financial freedom for the world. You know, so that's uh, that's my message. So we got to go. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe. And we will talk to you soon. Bye for now.